Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we have right now to just uh, settle down and set our hearts to you, Lord, and just uh, let us use this time of worship to get our hearts right and to be able to focus on the message that you have. But right now, let us lay aside everything that we have and any troubles, and let's just worship you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Things in your name, they shall be done. 
попугай, тачик Лови go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Oh, oh, oh. I've got a sapphire. Hey guys, it's Walter. Just want to welcome you to the next lesson in Ephesians chapter 1. Um, last week we discussed verses 1 through 14. Uh, today I'm going to go ahead and finish out chapter 1 or verses 15 through 23. I just wanted to say that uh, that first lesson's out on Spotify and that we also started an Instagram page. So we'll put that information out there on Facebook and uh, if you guys have questions, go ahead and uh, get messages back to us. Either call the church or give us a call. My number is on my email. Uh, give Joseph a call. But just let us know uh, if you have any questions. So right now, I'd like to go ahead and I want to pray as we begin uh, our lesson in Ephesians chapter 1 on verses 15 through 23. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, I just pray for discernment and help now, Lord. I need your help, Lord. We all need your help, and we just ask it for it now, that uh, in this time, this brief uh, moment out of our day, Lord, that we would just turn our focus to you intently, Lord, our hearts, and that we just pause and reflect upon your truth, and that we could apply what your word is saying in our own lives, Lord, each of our lives. Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's go ahead and we're going to cover a review from our last time together. Uh, we talked uh, about the first part of Ephesians chapter 1. We know that it's an epistle. It's, a, it's a, uh, a letter written by Paul to the church in Ephesus. Uh, we talked about the type of greeting that Paul uses in this. He, he mentions grace and peace, and I said how much I needed that you know, to those around me to uh, offer grace and peace to them. Uh, we learned that God chose us before time began, which brings comfort, can bring comfort. Uh, help, help, hopefully that you've meditated upon, if you listened to last week's message, you meditated upon that. And you had a, a, just some time to reflect on that and gain a greater understanding and peace, knowing that uh, God chose us before time began. Uh, the mystery revealed in the, that verse mentioned uh, that's the plan of salvation for all. It's not just for Israel. Uh, before the the mystery being revealed, it was, you know, in the eyes of Israel that they would be the only ones that would uh, be saved, that they would be the only ones that would be with God. And God, of course, had this mystery since time began, before time began, and that was uh, that salvation was for all. And that's what we saw uh, in that mystery being revealed, that plan of salvation. I got a question for you. Do you know that plan in your own heart? Do you know what that plan is? An easy way for me to know what that salvation is, is in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. I always like this reference because Paul is just laying it out there nice and clear in the book of 1 Corinthians. Let me read that for you. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, 
by which also you were saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Hey, we just finished Easter Sunday. Uh, Passion Week was last week. Uh, great week of just seeing tons of posts on uh, pages that I follow, uh, exhortations, encouragement. Uh, it seems like it might have been a time of uh, darkness and despair. But what I saw was that it isn't that. It's that we continue that that beat, that step, that that path with God, even in times such as these. And we can have that peace because of him and his sufficiency. So, guys, we must never lose sight of the power of the cross and what he has done. When we lose sight of that, things become dark and gloom and discouraging. Also, in those verses that we read in the first part of Ephesians 1, in him was really poignant, and I brought that, I mentioned that and brought it to your attention, in him we have been redeemed and have obtained an inheritance. So often we can get distracted by things that want to rob us of peace, of this peace that is in him. Uh, don't get too distract, distracted. Like right now, one thing that's distracting me, and I'm going to write a note right now in my notes, is to stop saying, ah. Uh. I noticed that last time I recorded, I said, uh, um, uh, pretty consistently, and it's driving me insane, so it's got to be driving you guys bonkers too. I will focus on not saying that anymore for you guys, but I'm sure you're going to hear a couple of them as we continue. Uh, lastly, let's read verses 13 and 14 in chapter 1. I'll begin... In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. I, I love that fact that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's something that God does, not something we go and purchase at a store, not something that we earn as we're good through life, but it's something that's given from God. Only by receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior does that happen. And the Holy Spirit comes and he lives in you. So let's jump back into chapter 1 of Ephesians, starting in verses, uh, we'll start at verse 15. Uh, go ahead and turn to the book of Ephesians. If you're not there already, I'll wait for you. Verse 15, here we go. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers let's stop there verse 15 uh, we have looked at what the therefore is therefore in our short review of the previous verses so you always want to be aware of that when you say that therefore you always go back and, 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 and look at what that therefore is there for uh, verse 16 what did Paul do once he heard of their faith? He started making mention of them in his prayers. Notice prayer again. Prayer is us talking with God. How is your prayer life, junior hires? That's my question for you right now. The other thing is, how is the cadence of your prayers? What do I mean by cadence? Some might know this word from music, and some might 
know this from seeing signs of a housing development over here in Henderson, uh, where I live. But what I'm meaning by asking this is how is the, the rhythm and flow of your prayer life? For example, uh, I was in the service and we had cadence when we marched around and it was just this rhythm and flow and they use cadence to keep uh, a nice rhythm going. So you might also know it from you know, music, uh, orchestra, for example, perhaps a drum line. So you get that rhythm, that cadence from, a, you know, music. And then the other one, something that I'm familiar with, is uh, a cadence from when I was in the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, up in the morning. Uh, Got to love getting up at 4 in the morning to go PT. Physical training, guys. But how's your cadence? How's your cadence? Has a loss of your normal daily routine impacted your prayer life? That's another question for you guys. Uh, we're in a unique time, and there's unique solutions that are available to us. Uh, for you know, Has a loss of your normal daily routine impacted your prayer life for the better? Has it impacted your prayer life for the, you know, for the worse? Do you see it uh, have fallen off more? There's less focus. So that cadence and rhythm, I was just curious about you guys examining your hearts as I'm examining mine and seeing how that is. Uh, what, what do we do to remedy the, the latter, you know, the normal daily routine impacting your prayer life for the worse? What do we do to remedy that? Purpose in your own heart to set aside time to work on this. So you want to go ahead and either schedule it uh, at a particular part of the day where you spend time talking with the Lord uh, and petitioning Him and just just having that conversation with Him, confessing confessing things that you might have done. Um, you, you know what you've done if you've done some things wrong. He, uh, he knows all, so you're not surprising Him by uh, confessing it. And that's something that we're called to do, 1 John 1, 9. That we can uh, we can confess our sins, and He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I challenge you to go ahead, examine your prayer life. As Paul, we're going to go ahead and continue on, and we're going to see what what Paul prayed for them as we continue on with verses seventeen and eighteen. Let's read. Look at verse seventeen with me. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Let's look at verse 17. Wisdom and a revelation of understanding of him. Uh, wisdom. Wisdom is right application of knowledge, uh, both spiritual and physical. Uh, there's different examples. Uh, all of us know how to drive, but not all of, all of us have, uh, you know, experienced it firsthand on our own. So I'm going to stop right there and get off of that trail because you guys aren't old enough to drive. <laughs> so one day soon you will be. Let's get back on ta uh, task here. Wisdom is right application of knowledge, both spiritual and physical. Revelation is what? We learned that. In, what does revelation mean when we went through the book of Revelation? 
It's an uncovering, making something known. Here, it's of the knowledge of him and him being God. In Proverbs chapter 2, you guys, uh, I've taught on this with you. If you've been to our, our ministry up in the upper room, I have taught on Proverbs 2 before on this. I just want to look at verses 1 through 9 quickly with you because it, it gives a good um, layout of what we are to do in gaining wisdom. So let me read in verse 1 here in Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Verse 7. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. I'm going to stop there. There's, there's more in that chapter. I'd encourage you to go back and, and reread Proverbs chapter 2 and underline those key words, those, those applicable words like right here. Incline treasure, if you cry out, if you lift up your voice, if you seek. Um, so it's not just one of those osmosis things. You, you have to desire that. You have to move forward in, in, in seeking his wisdom and uh, understanding. If that's something that you struggle with, pray. When you, you know, Mention it in your prayers to God. Just say, hey, God, I don't have that desire I know it's good for me. I just don't have that desire. Increase my desire. Please, God, bring someone along my path. Um, help help me to gain in your understanding and wisdom. And he'll do that for you in your life. Let's look at verse 18 back in Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, eyes of your understanding. That's referenced. That's, uh, that word also translates uh, in, in that verse to heart. Eyes of your uh, heart. To know what the hope of his calling and riches, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You know, the Bible says that words are guard our hearts because out of it spring forth the issues of life. So I can see eyes of your heart um, in verse 18 being enlightened, meaning you're, 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 that you, it's being enlightened with that next part. Uh, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Hope. What is hope again? You guys remember the definition of hope? I know I've covered it with those that have been to the ministry and I've done lessons on biblical hope. You guys remember what hope is? Yes. Favorable and confident expectation. See, for the Christian, we get to be with God forever. We are saved. Riches of his glory are ours. So in these days that we're living in, each and every day, how has your hope been in God? Um, just a question I know I've reflected a lot on on that in my own heart uh, in just walking through this uh, this chapter. 
Remember that. Favorable and confident expectation. Hope. Where do you place your hope, junior hires? Let's continue on. Let's finish out this chapter. Um, we're going to move on to verse 19 and 20. Verses 19 and 20. I'm going to go ahead and read those for you. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us, or toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. What can I say? I mean, verses 19 and 20, exceeding greatness of his power. This is not only the power of raising the dead that's being talked about here, but it's also the power to redeem the unredeemable, the impossible made possible by God. Salvation of the soul not just from a conflict or a battle or a car accident or a bully at school, but we, we need to look at the, the, the eternal of this uh, phrase, exceeding greatness of his power. Focus on his power. Often we like to focus on our own sufficiency, our own power in situations, and that's where we find that we can become discouraged and we can become uh, depressed when we realize that we sometimes can't do it. So rely on his sufficiency, focus on his exceeding greatness and his power. Uh, guys, remember that our salvation does not only save us from God's uh, punishment for sin, his wrath, we are also freed from the power of sin in our lives. Um, I wanted to mention that because of that, that, that word power that we see in verses 19 and 20. Um, Romans 6, Romans chapter 6, it explains this in more detail. What I, would, what I just stated about, you know, that salvation being freed from the power of sin in our lives. Oftentimes, again, when we focus on ourselves, um, we lose sight that it's by his power and his might and his sufficiency that we are saved. And we need to just continually renew that uh, little pun there on uh, renew, uh, renew junior high ministry. Uh, we, can, we continually need to renew that in our hearts, in our thoughts, that it's his power, his, his doing that saved us and freed us from the power of sin in our lives. Again, I mentioned Proverbs chapter 2 on that wisdom. Go ahead and check out that chapter. But also check out Romans chapter 6 and, and, and watch what it says about salvation and the power of God and, and the freedom that it comes from being saved from the power of sin in our lives. All right, guys, we're in the home stretch. Let's go ahead and move on and finish out the chapter in verses 21 through 23, verse 21, uh, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. For he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Uh, these verses, verses 21 through 23, you know, who, who is Jesus to us today? That's a question that I want to pose to you all. Is he your savior? Is he your king? Is ruler? In these verses, he is described as all the above. Junior hires, the word of God is clear that there is more to come. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That uh, section in verse 21, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. You know, the Bible says that this life is, is like a vapor, and we've talked about this too. 
I, I've been re- going, going back to that. We've talked about this, and, and it's been mentioned that our life is but a vapor, and the Bible mentions that. And a vapor is nothing. You know, you, you see vapors coming off, maybe something that's boiling on the stove since you've been home quarantined. Maybe you're doing some oatmeal or uh, maybe some rice or something like that. Uh, but you see those steam vapors coming off, and they're just wisping, they're there, and they're gone. So don't be discouraged, Christian, because because of what Christ has done for us in redeeming us by shedding his blood on the cross that we learned about uh, all last week and, and yesterday, that he's also risen in uh, getting back to that hope that we that we have. Uh, there's uh, I keep saying, uh, oh, man, uh, uh, I wish I wonder if I could just say uh, 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 for a minute and then I won't say anymore. Nah, I'll probably say it some more. We can't lose sight of that. There is more to come. We know that the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So have that eternal perspective. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for praying for me. I'm praying for you guys. May we all walk in this understanding and all that we say and do. And what verses 21 and 23 say in all this chapter. Who is Jesus to us today? Is he just your savior? Is it just I want salvation because I don't want to be uh, lost and punished by God's wrath? Or is it is it is it also that you understand that he's your king and ruler? And that's something that we discussed at winter camp, letting the peace of God rule in your heart. Rule in your heart. Not ruin your heart, but rule in your heart like an umpire. And all the things that come across, you have that before you. You kind of heard that term, what would Jesus do? It's it's kind of similar to that, letting God rule in your heart. But it, that peace that you get, knowing that he's in complete control, that he's uh, called us before time began. So junior hires, I encourage you to go ahead and continue to walk uprightly, continue to love on your families, uh, be a light to them, be a light to those around you. Uh, of course, like I said, it, adhering to the quarantine distances that they're prescribing. I hope you're all well. I, um, I want to go ahead and I'm going to close in prayer. Uh, be safe. And uh, if you guys have questions, if you get those back to us, either on Facebook's uh, the renewal page on Instagram or even email or call the church, you know, give them your questions and they'll get those to us. But let us know, you know, let us know how you guys are doing. We missed you. We want you guys to, to, to thrive even in these times that we're living in now. It doesn't change that that, that God has uh, placed us in these times for his purposes. So have peace and, and be encouraged in that. And if you aren't, and you need to talk, communicate. No one's a mind reader. If you guys are uh, got questions or, or, or that that's something that's before you, hey, communicate that with mom and dad. So I'm going to close this in prayer. Thanks for your time, guys. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word of truth, the power that's there, Lord, of uh, what you've done for us, not only in saving us, but freeing us from the power of sin. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for making a way. Thank you for enlightening us. Help us to walk in that. Help us to walk in understanding that more and more each day. And help us to take it one day at a time. Uh, Lord, we pray that you be honored and glorified in all we say and do. 
We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Take care, guys. I'll talk to you soon. And God bless you.